That number would be 292. Episode 292 of the Brian Oaks Show here on, I don't know, the universe. I don't know. Yeah, you can get us anywhere. I just... I got all caught up in the moment there because I love cheap tricks so much. That's My a name great is Brian. I, and again, think about like how many bands, right? I mean, like I love power pop to begin with. I love loud guitars. Yeah. I like the ringing sort of joyous pop choruses that run underneath. But how many bands thought ever on one of their greatest records they ever did, thought, you know what we should do? We should write a song that kicks off every single one of our fucking concerts, <laughs> and we should melt faces and then hit them with a hit, blow their minds. Then if we want to, we can play this song or that song, but like the one-two punch of an open... I don't know if I've ever seen anyone do it better than Cheap Trick. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, it's Thursday. What are you going to do? It is. <laughs> I did say my name is Brian Oak. This is the Brian Oak Show podcast, and here we are in the Smart Start MN Studios. Now, Smart Start will take a greater role coming up very shortly. In the meantime, though, I want to thank our latest sponsor, Moxie Wealth Management. If you have ever been in the mindset of, which I have been a lot lately, is like, hmm... Am I going to be living under a bridge drinking scope, or am I going to build towards a better future? I love the look you just gave me right now. You were terrified. It was the Uh, branding that I questioned, because I thought you were a Listerine guy. (laughs) Am I going to be living under a bridge drinking mouthwash, or am I going to be able to just get by and not having to decide between... You know, food or prescription meds, but many people are at a certain point where they're like, okay, it's not going to be quite that bad, but I got to figure out what the rest of my life looks like. Moxie Wealth Management has an entire team of people involved that can take care of things from numerous different angles. Yeah, and if you're somebody who doesn't love the idea of talking about your finances, it's perfect because... Like you said, they have a team of people and get everything done in one place. They'll assess your financial situation now, and they'll also tell you what you need to do to get to the lifestyle that you want when you're ready to retire, whether that be at 62, 65, 68, or in my case, 74. Oh, I I can't even begin to calculate the edge. I'll be there. But I know when I I do finally settle down, I want to live in Fiji, and I want to be a semi-pro-am boomerang thrower. That's what I want. I think we can make that happen. Can we get there? Yeah, if you start putting a dollar a day away right now, (laughs) we can get get you there. I don't believe you. MoxieWealthManagement.com if you'd like to find out more. My name is Brian. His name is Sean. Sean Bernard, you also, you said something to me earlier that I can't, I I really wanted to remember exactly what you said, but you said there was something a little dynamic in your neck of the woods these days, in terms Uh, professionally. Oh, you mean from a real estate standpoint? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time. The spring market looks like it's going to hit really early this year, like around Super Bowl time is when people want a list. I've already got a listing coming up myself in South Minneapolis in early February. Um, I've got a couple that's moving up from Georgia uh, here shortly. They're listing their place on the little island they live on uh, down in uh, Georgia. Must be nice. On Jekyll Island down there. Um, Jekyll Island? Jekyll Island's the name of it, yeah. Are you trying to be in a horror movie? No, I actually said them. I'm like, you're sure that you want to move to Minnesota? (laughs) I actually said that to them. Because what I didn't want is for them to be like, wow, is it cold up here? (laughs) But they love it. They love the seasons. They miss the seasons. Um, I think they miss uh, living in... A, a city, an urban type of area. So they're going to move to the, probably to Minneapolis or maybe just over to St. Paul. So if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. I'm going to continue to donate to local artists and full bands this year as well. And uh, yeah, we've got a long list of people that have said they'd be happy to take a donation. Speaking of loving music enough to give them some money that actually should be sitting in your pocket somewhere, like that big gangster knot, that walking around money. Like oh, that. yeah. I fold in papers. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not afraid of going down to the soda fountain. Um, giving away that sort of thing is not giving away your life, but it is contributing to part of the community that you live in. Our guest today is very much that type of person Mm -hmm. in the sense that he is a local attorney, but he's also a very, very committed local music fan, but he's also done a ton for this community Mm -hmm. as well. I'm looking forward to, because it's been a minute, I don't know how long, but it's been a while since we've talked to our friend Ed Cohen. Ed, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. 
Ooh, there we go. Sorry we about that. Sorry, we're going I, I promised first. I wasn't bringing him in on this segment, but yeah. he's sitting right across from me. How am I not going <laughs> to say hi to him? Because Ed is part of the lifeblood of Smart Start MN, which is also the lifeblood of the Brian Oak Show podcast. I mean, before we did episode one, you were on board, and here we are, episode 292. Now, we're going to talk a bunch coming up, a little bit about Smart Start MN, but mostly about music, love of music, where you've been, and what we're all looking forward to in the coming year but before we do i wanted to play a little i used to play a game in my head when i was young called randomometer (laughs) any idea what randomometer might be is it like guessing which mom is your mom so it's a randomometer whoa whoa ed it's not safe here sean always (laughs) makes it weird no i'm uh, i'm feeling very uh, uncomfortable but also pornhub.com possibly a potential sponsor (laughs) of this particular part no. Did, do we go to the wrong spot? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, anyway, um, randomometer means you never know what's going to happen. And sometimes you either roll a dice because you're a D&D nerd and you've got yep. all these different shaped dice, or you just pick at random. Sean, I'm thinking of a number between one and five in my head. Before we really dive deep with Ed, I want to play one song as we normally do. Now, here's the deal. One of these songs only has one number attached to it. The other one has all other four numbers attached to it. Will you please pick a number? Four. My good man, will you please... Oh, Chopper One, I love you so much. Will you please jump down to Ike and Tina Turner, Bold Soul Sister, a weird old school B-side, and I promise you, if you are listening right now, you are going to love... This might become your new favorite Tina Turner song. Well, Sean, I hope you're happy with yourself. Uh, you're the one that picked that one. Loved that song. So she opens up with stuff and things and things and I stuff, know. and then they just dive into one of their deepest, grooviest jams they've ever done. One of my favorite things about working oh. at a record store is that every once in a while, not every once in a while, virtually every time I'm there, you grab something random. You're like, I've never heard of this. Let's see what this sounds like. And you're like. That was never on the radio. Unless you no. grew up with Ike and Tina in your house, you've never heard that song. Ah, oh, it's good to be alive some days. 
Not all days, but some days. My <laughs> name is Brian Oak. That's Sean Bernard. It's the Brian Oak Show here in the Smart Start MN Studios. And one of the people who is literally an architect of what we do here, who is, in fact, an architect of Smart Start MN, Ed Cohen joins us now. Ed, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. New Year's starting off here. okay? It started off okay, yeah. Okay, and see, again, this is why I ask questions like that. I'm not just trying to be polite. Like, I've come to the point in my life after the last few years we've all had and being alive as long as we all have, if you're okay, that seems cool to me. As long as you're making your way down the hallway and you're going to be all right, hit the restroom, grab a snack, back to what you were doing, we're cool. So okay is okay by me. Now, before we go any further, I would like to pay attention to Smart Start MN. I talk about it literally every single podcast, almost 300 of them. I would like you to tell me what Smart Start MN is, if you don't mind. Sure. I mean, we provide uh, ignition interlock to people who uh, have lost their license due to a DWI. Um, there's a lot of people, a shocking number of people who find themselves in that situation. Mm. And and what we do is we help them get back on the road in a way that gets them driving, gets them the places they need to go. And it protects the public as well because it prevents a car from starting if somebody's been drinking, which is what got them in trouble in the first place. So it's really a win-win for everybody. It's a, it's a win for the driver because they can go about their life and do the things that they need to do. And it's a win for the public because people are safer. Do you, well, you must, I'm, I was about to ask a really dumb question. I was just like, it, it has to feel, I feel like probably like most people's jobs everywhere, there are days that feel like you're running on a treadmill, right? And you're like, oh, is this ever going to work? And there have got to be other days where when you do what you do, it's got to be a real reward, right? I mean, it's got to feel good on certain days. Yeah. I mean, a lot of days it does. And, you know, when you stop and you think about what we're really able to do and, and the biggest part of it, um, I mean, I can tell you where we came from, which was. You know, I was I, I was doing DWI defense, mm-hmm. uh, criminal defense for a long time, and I can't tell you the number of people who said, I, "Send me to jail. That's fine. I did something wrong. I'll take responsibility for it." But I, I can't lose my license. I can't lose my license for six months, a year, three years. Um, you know, you, you got to help me. And and at that time, there wasn't any way to help. There wasn't anything you could do because winning against those types of cases is tough. Um, and we learned about interlock and we helped the state craft some laws and we helped the state craft some procedures. And, you know, 16, 17 years later, we find ourselves here where we're able to help people get back on the road when they've made a mistake. What is ground zero for people to learn more about what smart start is and what it does? Because to me, that my whole old old school catchphrase always learning i really do like that and i think that you know there are people who imagine they would never encounter the situation yep i might have been one of them 21 plus years ago um but then suddenly here we are and you need to know more and you need to know how to move forward because you can't stop unless you're going to stop all the way you got to keep waking up you got to keep doing the day and you got to find a way forward what is ground zero for uh smart start best place to find more information about us is smartstartmn.com or you can call us, uh, as my business partner likes to say, we have a couple of numbers, 952-224-7050 or 952-224-7050. And if you want a deal on the installation of the ignition interlock system. Who doesn't love a deal? Smartstartmn.com slash The Brian Oak Show. That's so- right. I'm glad that we're able to take care of business because I'm very grateful for your business. And it's good to see you again. But the thing I think that Sean and I probably both relate to most with Ed Cohen on a personal level is our love of music. Each of us seem to have, I don't know, I mean, almost a dangerous level (laughs) of love of music in certain situations. Ed, how has the past year looked to you? I mean, so we're all slowly crawling out of our caves, right? And we're all slowly getting back into it. Have you enjoyed yourself getting back out this past year? I have. It's been great. You know, after, you know, a year plus of not seeing shows heading into two years, it's been nice to get back to, to some shows. Um, I haven't come back quite as fast as I thought maybe i would oh i've been dragging my feet like crazy i mean yeah. like and, and again again you kind of you didn't gloss over it but when you're like you know most of us didn't do anything for two years 
two goddamn years, if right. you'll pardon my use of the French, man. It, we, I mean, we all huddled down for... That's a long... That's that's not a thing that's happened, even among the greatest generation and those who fought WW2. And I understand there's always been great sacrifice. There's always been great challenges for every generation. We literally had to hide under a rock for two years. So getting back out, I don't think that anyone could begrudge you for not... Jumping all the way back out there, right? Like, hey, let's tech. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I mean, I said no to a couple of big shows in the past year, which I kind of regret, but also it was nice to get to bed early. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I've seen some great shows this past year. Uh, I've seen a couple with Sean. Sean and yeah. I saw the Shackletons. Yes. Um, I saw the Shackletons that again was great. In, uh, in December mm-hmm. or November, actually. One of my favorite local bands. I think those guys... Not only are they great musicians, not only is Colin a really good songwriter, I just think that they're great performers. They just they enjoy what they're doing. They're having a blast up there. It's literally one of my favorite bands to see right now. See, now that to me is the whole bit right there, right? Like, there's this old cliche in radio where, hey, if it sounds like you're having a good time, the audience is going to have a good time. But you can't, there's nothing fraudulent about when you go to a show and if that band is rocking and even if they're not melting your face, it's, it's not Dio, right? It's not Black Sabbath, but if they're clearly having a good time, you can't help but be caught up in that cyclone. Right. That's a great thing. Right, right. It is. It is. So much fun. Uh, who else has been great? I saw High on Stress. They don't play very often. Uh, Sean and I actually saw yeah. them at Mortimer's a couple weeks God, ago. was that a good show. They were fantastic and it's it's a shame you know one of the guys lives out of town so yeah. it's one of, it's their main reason i think mm-hmm. for not playing as much but uh it's, it's just a shame that they don't play as much and and i will say i've said it before i'll say it again uh, i think they had the best album that i listened to regularly in 2020 wow well you had you had nick lead on who oh, yeah, you know that was that album was my favorite album of 2020 see and i got nothing against that that's freaking fantastic i just when you said you said the word shame a minute ago and can i admit one thing now i lived in uptown for more than seven years i've lived in southeast minneapolis for over 25 years i'm going to tell you two something i've never told anyone before and hopefully no one hears this episode i've never once been inside mortimer's oh that's a shame that was my first time Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, now I feel way better. Thank right. you yeah. very much, Ed. I appreciate right. that. But, I mean, the it, number of times yeah. I have been around Franklin and Lindale and have never stepped... I, it's embarrassing. It's not a big venue, and I hadn't been there since a giant condo went up next door. So, Ed uh, texts me, hey, uh, parking's a little bit difficult. Well, I was like, what is he talking about? There's a huge lot in the back. Yeah, well, that no, lot not. is now a... Eight story condo. Not only has every spare lot now been filled with yeah. one of those crappy IKEA looking condos, <laughs> but they took both Lindale and Hennepin down to one lane in both directions. Uptown used to be a nightmare. Now it is sort of what I consider sort of a radioactive, post apocalyptic no man's <laughs> land. I don't go there anymore. Anyway. Now we're right on the fringe there at Lindale and yeah, Franklin. Franklin. So I'm glad you saw some good shows this past year. Now, your first song, because we've been talking for too long. Well, I've been talking for too long. Uh, our, your first song here is by a band who I will admit I came too late. I like punk music, I like Minnesota music. But again, we all have sort of blind spots, right? You can't know every band, every song all right, the time. Right. And this band, I came to late, and the reason I came to them is I got to know one of their guitar players very well. In fact, he became my favorite bartender in the Twin Cities. He's out of that game now. I'm also out of that game now. Um, but he turned me on to what this particular band did. I want to know how you feel about this band, why you picked this band, and why you picked this song. Okay, uh... I picked the song because it was my introduction to the band. Um, I picked the band because they are opening for the show that I am looking most forward to this summer if I can make it happen. Oh. Um, and I just think that they're great. I mean, I've I've only seen them once. I mean, they had they had a their heyday really when when the Triple Rock Social Club was open. I never went to the Triple Rock. That- it was it was in my time where young kids 
mm-hmm. didn't have time. I had yeah. stuff going on. Wait a minute. You had a two-year-old and you weren't able to go out and stay out until <laughs> three in the morning not on a, a Thursday two, night? Not a two-year-old. It was teenagers yeah, and it was but sports still. and it was all kinds of yeah, other stuff yeah. that was keeping me from doing stuff like that. So I never made it to the Triple Rock. Yeah, I was only there a couple of times, but I enjoyed my times there. In fact, the very first air guitar contest i ever judged <laughs> i was on the judging panel there and they didn't pay us money they paid us in jameson so you might be able to guess how that night ended right. but i've been there a handful of times uh but this was well because a couple of them worked there but this was a little bit of their house band i'm excited about this yeah this is a it's a great song it's uh well hit it i guess now let's get ready to stand with the bounce and stretch put your weight on the balls of your feet place your hands on the floor beside your knees bounce your hips down to your heels ready and go these cannonballs are crashing around me i see the writing on the fucking wall it's been like this for so long nothing changes coming out of the four on the brian oak show um so i am kind of like you i was late to the part the dillinger four party because i ended up meeting somebody long sort of long after they were like sort of pop punk royalty but they were still a thing and then when they got together people got real frothy about it and i saw them at a brewery one time and i stood in the back I, i suddenly felt like well i was the old guy in the room but so were the other fans but the way they were tearing it up up front i don't know if it was nostalgia I don't know if it was being propelled by the power of punk rock. I don't know what it was, but that band can move a room and turn it into a real froth. Yeah, I've only seen them one time, and it was actually a night that I ran into you seeing another one of your favorite bands, uh, The Joy Formidable at oh. The Fine Line. Uh, I managed to park right outside The Fine Line to get into that show, and then ran down the street and parked right in front of First Avenue and ran in and caught the second half of the show. 
Which was great. I, who are you, Lou Reed? What's happening right now? I have, I I mean, have like, no idea. Wow. I mean, that, one of those. That's a night lucky, out, baby. Right. Well, and again, that's why we all try all that. Well, or at least we used to try all the time. Uh, Joy Formidable, fun story. Got that uh, image right behind me from my daughter for Christmas. I have a framed picture of Ritzy Bryan, the lead singer of the Joy Formidable, that's been ready for almost a year. That's going to go right there, and it's the perfect size. <clears throat> Just haven't had a chance to pick it up yet. I keep asking Sean to get my dry cleaning and my, my framed art, but apparently we're not there yet. I will do the dry cleaning, but never your framed art. <laughs> Ed Cohen, uh, you <laughs> talked about that. So wait, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but you talked about Dillinger 4 being part of a huge upcoming lineup that you're going to see. And I'm like, well, who else is playing? And then you started rattling off names that don't seem possible to occur at at one point, one juncture in space-time. Right, and I, 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 I haven't completely committed to seeing this show. Oh, I, yes, I, now I, you have. Mm, yeah, no, now, now you're in. I know. But <laughs> yeah, no, now it's done. There are things in that time frame that have to be taken care of first. I've, I am looking not too, not that far ahead in my life. I have things I have to take care of first. But it is, it is, it is the strangest lineup I think I've I've really ever heard of because it's it's three bands that I don't think intersect real dramatically. And it's just but, those but at three the bands. same time, you know, and and we're talking around it. But I mean, they're all kind of storytellers, and they yeah. tell very different stories, and they tell them in different ways. But maybe that's the connection between the three. So the show is Dillinger Four yeah. is opening for the Mountain Goats, what? who are opening for the Hold Steady in Chicago at a new venue mm. called the Salt Shed. So I've never heard of the Salt Shed, but I do know all three of those bands with a relative amount of familiarity. Um, what I like about that lineup and why I know that you're intrigued by it is they may not be sonically identical, right? A lot of bands, a lot of times you go to see these shows, but I think you hit the head on the nail on the head. They're storytellers, but they also have all of them in their own unique way have a sort of sonic oh man i'm gonna sound like such a prick when i say this (laughs) they all have a certain sonic audacity like they're not afraid to sound like themselves and that's what i mean and well maybe that's why we picked that third one because well we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that but but all of them have they have distinct identities and so you wouldn't automatically picture them on a lineup together but from my perspective, knowing you, knowing these bands as I do, it does make sense. And I like every one of these bands. Um, okay, so we're going to, the next song we're going to hear is John Darnielle, uh, a.k.a. the Mountain Goats. Now, early on, this guy was literally one of the early cassette guys, right? Like right. selling them out of the back of his car. Yep. And he was the, I'm going to use my Fortress, my dirty four-track mixer at home, and I'm going to mix up these little things and put them together and a lot, I imagine there's got to be at least thousands of people who have done that, right? But, you know, most people don't have the audacity then to go out and be like, I'm going to play at the coffee shop and tell people, hey, I've got these cassettes. Out in my, and get five, <laughs> six, seven, eight people to come out and right. maybe spend $2 on your bullshit cassette. <laughs> but John Darnielle had that audacity because he knew what he was doing was important. And as I've watched his career unfold after the last 20-plus years, I'm dazzled, man. I'm also scared because when you talk about storytellers, you brought the word up. This guy tells some of the most harrowing stories I've ever heard in my entire music fandom life. Yes. Yes. And that's actually one of the songs I've chosen. Yeah, I know. And we're going to get into it here. And (laughs) this whole record, I can't tell you, this record came out in February. Uh, Almost actually exactly... 19 years ago was early february of Mm. 2004 and the only reason i remember like you could ask me about any one of his other records i wouldn't be able to tell you a thing about it when we shall all be healed came out i was in a weird low spot right not a terrible spot but just a low spot and it was the dark of winter and i spent so many times playing the cd over and over (laughs) and over that doesn't sound like me does it sean a little bit okay anyway um (laughs) over and over again until i became intimate with it and Although he's clearly telling a story, I think I crafted a much richer Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> Scarface, Jonestown, 
narrative than he had ever imagined, but I don't know for sure because I've never met the guy. Tell me why you like the nature of his songwriting. I have a thing a little bit sometimes, and it's not exclusively, but I like um, offbeat storytelling. Yeah. Um, you know, my my third choice is is another one where I, I just like bands that, that, you know, or songwriters that, that tell something that isn't quite a straight up boy meets girl, girl hates boy, then he pulls her hair and they end up together. <laughs> you know, Wait a minute, Ed, are you telling me that you like interesting stories and different perspectives? I do. I do. Huh. I do. Well, you're an REM fan. I mean, that's one of your foundational Relatable. bands. Yeah. So if you look at that, they, they don't write straight ahead songs not I mean, straight ahead <laughs> story no. wait a minute swan swan hummingbird isn't a straightforward <laughs> we're all, song we're all free now <laughs> <laughs> what noisy cats are we yeah oh. that's straight ahead that's now just that right there song. that just makes sense that that should be written on a plaque somewhere yes. yeah you of ang might have to do something with that i know possibly you need some on a point like that yeah. possibly on an obelisk <clears throat> when are we getting the smart start mn obelisk i just you know we'll leave that for later yeah but you like interesting songwriters and people that come at it from a different perspective but let's be very honest all right when it comes to mountain goats in this particular era and when he sort of started starts to suddenly not only work with better producers but starts to open up about his abusive childhood his fatherhood mm-hmm. or his stepfather was apparently a monster um when he starts to share these things right it's not always an easy listen. It might be an important listen, but I think that can be applied to cinema. I think that can especially be applied to books. It's not always easy, but that doesn't mean we should shy away. Sometimes you have to understand the nature of what it is to be a human being and be alive. And it makes me really glad I was never John Darnielle. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, in this one in particular, uh, it it's... It's a little bit of a listen once you once you get into it, and when you uh, when you know that the story is actually much more about meth than it is a lot of other things, mm-hmm. it, uh, it sort of changes what you're listening to. Um, but look, even a lot of their upbeat songs have a deep, dark component of pain and misery to them. I mean, uh, I think I've I think I've brought it in here before, but. Um, you know, this year, one of their most popular songs deals ex- and in part with that stepfather relationship and how bad it is. Um, there's a lot of songs on a lot of these albums that are tough, but this is a this is a great one. It's it just it it grabbed me the first time I heard it. This was actually my introduction to the Mountain Goats. Um, it was my it was my kids' introduction to the Mountain Goats, and all of whom were like, "What." are we listening to here <laughs> and uh it was a uh, it was a good introduction i think and this is in my humble opinion having spent a lot of time with this particular record this to me is the emotional centerpiece so i'm glad you picked this one it's letters to belgium the mountain goats on the brian oak show Fever to break. 
Why are you pointing at me? Because I think we should talk more. Oh, time to yeah. talk. What do yeah. you want to talk about, Sean? Well, I don't know. Ed's just sitting there awkwardly staring at no, us. I like crying you too, a little man. bit I like the last song. <laughs> Ed Cohen is our guest on the Brian Oak Show. Ed Cohen is arguably... And maybe there's not much of an argument. The architect of the fact that this show still bleeping exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, literally signed on before episode one. He's like, ah, Brian seems like an all right guy. We hadn't done one of these. And I'm going to be honest, Ed, the first 10, 15 of these, pretty shit. I wouldn't say shit. I would say it got better. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you know what I like about that was you? Well done. You're a silver lining guy, and <laughs> exactly. I like that about oh, yeah. you. Just um, ask anybody who knows me. I'm a silver lining oh, guy. Oh, oh yeah. Mr. Positive. That's right. Ray of sunshine <laughs> yep. on an otherwise cloudy day. That's right. That Would is. You, I'm clearly known as for that. Just like the mountain goats on We Shall All Be Healed. Again, I don't want to go on and on about it, but that record is so powerful if you spend time with it. And the previous one, Tallahassee. If you're not ready, you will be destroyed. It is the Brian Oak Show, and I want to thank all of our sponsors. I want to thank Audio Equip for being a part of it. Now, Ed, we've got a brand new year in front of us, right? And I guess we're all just sort of idealistically hoping that we're getting back to some level of normalcy. But things have changed, right? Even local concert tickets have gotten sort of silly expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Going out, some people are still like, nope, I mask every time. Some people are like, no, we're fine, we're free, let's French kiss, whatever. (laughs) But in all sincerity, it's a a weird new world that we're all sort of slowly emerging into. And I know we spent a lot of 2022 doing that, but I think 2023 is going to be, I'm hoping it's low-key. I'm hoping that it's chill. I'm hoping it's all going to work out okay, and we'll get back to some sort of equilibrium. Sean, am I being too Pollyanna? Do you think that's a possibility? I think it is if people are smart. You know, stay home when you're sick, all that stuff. Like, just be, try to be conscious of other people. What about the French kissing part? Uh, I thought that was over the top, and I really <laughs> felt like that was uncalled for, but... Well, apparently, thanks, you're not, Ed, for sticking with us. Thank you, Mike too. You please. must not be very good at it. No, in all sincerity, wow. thanks to our our friends at Smart Start MN. Without them, we are nothing. So, I guess my whole point of that entire ridiculous diatribe that ended with something grossly sexual. Um, <laughs> my whole point was that we're all going to be back out there again this year. Hopefully, more than ever. There are giant festivals that have been announced, giant shows that have been announced. I mean, some of the biggest artists on planet earth pink ed sheeran taylor swift and many others are all coming through town in the next two to three to four to eight months 2023 is already getting jacked up but i have to imagine you're excited about getting back out there yeah i am i mean i you know i talked earlier about songwriters um i get to see one of my favorite ones in march springsteen's coming to town wow i got tickets a long time ago i somehow in the midst of the dynamic pricing debacle yeah managed to get tickets that were expensive but not outrageous given where they are side of the bowl uh about four rows up can we talk about pro tips real quick like yeah. so you've been to a zillion shows sean has been to a yeah. zillion shows i've been to a zillion shows everyone thinks like oh my god i gotta be right there in the front row no no fuck that no not great sound there not great sound no. and also if they move down the proscenium or over to the other side of the stage you see nothing right it's kind of like being in a sporting event right yeah. like i'd rather be up halfway up the bowl i don't know midfield mm-hmm. kind of keep an eye on everything yep. same thing with the rock show now again since the action doesn't go all the way back and forth when you talk about side bowl right there that's usually where promo seats are at least in my experience yep. in doing this and it's kind of ideal like it's not madness yep. you're not in the you're yep. not eating confetti or there's not confetti in your drink and you also get a good view you get to hear the sound properly that's the right spot to be so springsteen i want to ask you because this matters to me I've never been a huge Springsteen guy mm-hmm. in terms of his catalog. However, songs like Rosalita and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the guy the guy obviously has earned his spot in the American rock pantheon. Yes. And it took years for me to go see him live. I finally went and saw one live show. He played for three hours, and I will say this about Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. I've never seen a single artist in my entire life, and I've seen lots of them, just like mm-hmm. both of you have. I've never seen someone... Especially at his age. He had to be late 50s, maybe early 60s at this point, a few years back. I don't know how old he is right now. I've never seen a single artist work that hard 
the, the entire show for three full hours. Yeah. Like, there's times where he sends the band away for four or five songs. Yeah. Then they yep. come back. But he never stopped. And he's he's putting everything he has emotionally, musically, vocally. I got to admit, man, even though Bruce isn't necessarily at my in my core group of favorites, I've never seen somebody do a live show like that before. Yeah, I mean, he's he's amazing. And I, listen, I haven't seen him since, and I want to make sure I get the year right, yeah. um, 1984. Wow. Which was uh, also at the Civic Center. I mean, I don't want to do hard math on you right now. That's a long time ago. That's 39 years ago. What album was that? Like Born to Run or? Born in the USA. Oh, Born in the USA. Oh, okay. you saw wow. that. And the one. Wait a minute. Did you see Courtney Cox get up there to film the video? So here's the thing. There were two nights. Oh. Night one was the Courtney Cox video. Yeah. yeah. Night two was the show I saw. Okay. But again, you were right there. You right were at there. ground zero. And again, because that was sort of the first era that I ever saw MTV, I had never really seen it before mm. that. That song was on constantly, and yep. that, so I knew Courtney Cox. I don't know, fifteen years before Friends. Or yeah, a long I had no time. idea who she was. I didn't either. But um, you were you were right there, baby. And, but also, I, even, I, even, I wouldn't even, say right there. We were we were way back. Fine, but we were in the building. And even, it was great. Even if Courtney Cox, you weren't there on Courtney Cox night. I mean, that's that's the era. Even though his legacy was already obviously very impressive. That's what cemented him as a staple, that particular album, and thereafter as a fixture in American music. Right. I mean, that's the one that really catapulted him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, look, I've I've always, in my musical life, I've always been a Springsteen fan. I haven't always paid attention to what he's doing like right. as, as I've gotten older, but the very first album I bought, I bought three albums, actually four, and I think we may have talked about this once upon a time, but among those four was Born to Run, yeah, which remains one of my favorite albums today. Again, even though I'm not a guy, if I were to say anything other than that record is a masterpiece, yeah. I'd be an idiot. I mean, like, <laughs> it's it's a masterpiece, even if I'm not the one who's like, oh, man, we're putting on Born to Run. I'm not mad at somebody who puts it on because it it's like people who put on Led Zeppelin 4. It's like, yeah. is it my favorite Zeppelin record? No, it's not really even my top three, but... Am I mad when it goes on? Not at all. Let's fucking rock. Yeah. No. Great Beautiful. album. So when are you seeing Springsteen? March. Wow. March. That's just a is couple months Excel away. Or it's or... right around the corner. Is that Excel? I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's ex- That's where I saw him back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a friend that in my radio career, I, ca- I got him tickets to the Vikings. got him tickets to the Twins. I got him tickets to concerts. Free, free, free. Free, 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 free. Everyone wants something for free. Exactly. I get a call from one day. He goes, uh, Springsteen, 15th row, center on the floor. You and I are going, and you're not paying me a nickel. Thank you for all the years of... I was so blown away that this guy finally reciprocated. Kevin McHale was sitting right next to me. Kevin McHale? Yeah. Timberwolves. Yeah, like that. Kevin. It's a good thing he wasn't sitting in front of you. No, I know. I, I said that. I said that so many times. I said that so many times. I'm like, I'm oh. so glad. And I didn't bug him. I was like, you know, I could talk basketball with him all day. Well, but here's like, what's cool about being an adult is you're like, I know who that dude is, and maybe at one point even give him a wink or just like a quick pat on the arm, like. Uh, but I then, showed him my drop step. Sorry, I don't even know what that means. Is that a basketball, basketball term? It's a basketball term. Yeah. yeah, no, I couldn't do a layup in high school gym, so I I got a D that semester. Um, anyway, it, it's good to see a good show, and but also what you just said right there. Every once in a while, when you decide not to expect it, just be good by people because every yeah. once in a while they will turn around and blow your mind. Yes, they will, and also don't be that person that sings louder than the artist. We love it that you Ever. that you can sing. Ever. We think it's great. I don't care if we're at a Motley Crue show. No, exactly. Shut your drunken pie hole. Yeah. Because I came here to you're, hear Vince Neil. Yeah, you're louder than Vince. shout the Vince. devil, not you. <laughs> Although these days, you know, there's a lot of people in the audience who probably sound better than Vince. Yeah, well. That might be true. That might okay. be the exception that to might the have been a bad exa- That <laughs> might have been a exa- bad example. I don't really go see a lot of Motley Crue shows, <laughs> but I think you get the idea, and I totally agree with Sean. Hey, before we start to wrap things up here with Ed Cohen, our guest, uh, I do want to thank AudioQuip. You know, in addition from day one, Smart Start was behind us and have helped keep us aloft and in the Smart Start MN studios. In fact, they have the naming rights, which, by the way, those rates might be going up. We'll get you a card shortly, Ed. Uh, <laughs> we get nothing for... Uh, yeah. 
Huh? Exactly. Right. Um, I, I also want. I also, of course, you do. Um, I just want to thank Audio Equip as well because they made a similar thing. They did. They said, "Well, would you like all this impossible professional level equipment to do your podcast based on nothing?" They didn't know us. No, it was just so, crew had no idea who so we were. kind of them to do this. And as I said to Ed a couple of times ago when I saw you, that what's so cool about this partnership is that you're helping us, and then we get to expose all these local musicians and artists. And it just comes full circle. It's like we're in a town of a thousand people. It's just so cool to see all the people that have been affected in 292 episodes. That's a lot, by the way. And again, that's the whole bit. Nobody's doing this because we're getting rich. Don't get me wrong. I will be taking my personal helicopter to go see Kanye later because I think he's (laughs) a very misunderstood figure. But... What we do this for is exactly what Sean just talked about. We're telling the stories of the place that we live in, adding to that and exposing the parts of the community and highlighting things that are coming up. And that's kind of the whole bit. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I told my neighbor I would do this, but check out the Hook and Ladders Midwinter Stomp this Saturday, 730. They're doing, it's a lot of like garage bandy type of bands. Uh, His band is called the Fret Rattles. If you liked early, early replacements... You probably would like the Fret Rattles. They've been together for 30 years. They're Bloomington Kennedy guys. From like, back in the sorry, day. Ma forgot to take exactly. out the trash era? E- exactly right. So really? very, 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 very fun band. Midwestern Stomp. There's a DJ, a bunch of different bands. Check them out at the Hook and Ladder. And when's that happening? Saturday at 7. This coming Saturday. Yeah, this coming Two Saturday. Two days from now. Yeah, at All the right. Hook and All Ladder, right. who's been very good to us. Ed, what do you hope for? Now, you know, you and I are not entirely that far apart in age. And in addition to being a music fan, I know you're a lot more. You're a family man. You do a lot of different things. 2023 is as yet, other than a week and a half or two and a half weeks, unwritten. Is there anything you're hoping for in the coming year? Uh, and I'm not trying to get too deep. I'm not trying to like start a Zen podcast. I'm not going TMZ. But I mean, just as you think about the life that you lead, and I, again, I'm really not trying to go overly deep, but... I've been thinking a lot about the year ahead, and I'm wondering, do you have anything that you'd love to bring to fruition or you'd love to see manifest in 2023? Ooh, boy, that's a that's a real on-the-spot kind of a question. Well, <laughs> if you say, you, you're welcome to say, no, Brian, not really, and then we move on, and I'll leave it alone. I, it, honestly, I haven't, it's been one of those years out of the gate where I haven't had a lot of time to think about what i'm looking forward to. you don't want to buy a, a weaponized drone well, uh, you me, don't want to learn me, to throw will, a javelin i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what i'm really looking for the one Please. thing i'm really looking forward Please. to and it's it's a very personal thing is my son is getting married yeah. so i'm looking forward to the wedding that's great um there's a lot of great planning going on i love my son i love my future daughter-in-law i love the, her family um we're actually very good friends um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm I'm really wishing them all of the happiness in the world and, and hoping that everything goes well, which it will, which it will. See, that's what I was asking. Are you, is there something you'd like to manifest? That's actually way cooler than anything I could have thought of. If I, if I had to think that my only child was getting married, I'm not, I'm not saying your only child, but I only have the one, the thought, if I had to give away my child or watch that child mm. get married and move away. It's over. Whatever. I don't care. What, what, what the what the fuck else matters? It's over now. Guess I'll just go lay over in the corner here in the dark and eat wet cigarette butts like a dog. <clears throat> it's cool. I'm that Brian. Might be one of the best closing segments we've ever we've ever had right there. Eat wet cigarettes in the corner. Yeah, like, like a, dog. a dog. Yeah. The exactly. End. In the dark. You forgot in the oh, dark. Oh, in the dark. That's, the Sean, that's Sean Bernard. My name is Brian Oak. His name is Ed Cohen. In all sincerity, Ed, thanks for fucking around with us and thank you for everything. Of course. All right. Course. Before we go, so you are going to go to Chicago in how soon is this going down? Well, I'm, I, I'm not committed to absolutely oh, going. You're going. Fuck. Like go, I know you're have... going. Once you've thought it through this far, you're going. Uh, it's it's just a thing that I'm looking. You want me to? You, you want to talk about manifesting something? I'm yeah. Hopeful this thing happens. Okay. Very maybe good. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. When is it? It is July 30th and July 1st. Well, then I, I mean, I'm go- sorry. I'm sorry. June 30th, July 1st. I need to go with you because it's right around my birthday, and I can tell my wife that this is my birthday present. So, and also, and also, tell your wife if we don't do this, Ed's going to get mad, and the podcast is probably. Gonna I, go I, I, honey, so I gotta, sh- I gotta go. It's a business but trip. I, yeah, exactly. <gasps> Right off. I can write it off. Right off. Well, so I'll it's, write it, it off. It's Dillinger 4. 
Uh, it's also the Mountain Goats and the Hold Steady. And I love how you described it earlier. These are three bands with very, three very distinct ways of doing their storytelling. Yeah. And to me, so and I love that also that you said that because I love to rock. I don't mind volume. I don't mm-hmm. mind noise. I don't mind riffs. But lyrics matter to me, right? And the, and the story and sort of the, maybe it's my love of musical theater. Maybe it's that I'm, I, oh, I almost said something really terrible right there. Maybe <laughs> it's just my love of musical theater. But it's when somebody conjures a scene, it's different than just hearing a rock song. Even that opening track, Hello There by Cheap Trick. Yes. That conjures a scene yep. for me, right? I mean, like, yep. it tells you, oh, shit, things are about to get real. Woo! And so when you talk about these all being storytellers, Craig Finn uh, and his band, what were they? Oh, they were Lifter Puller before they turned into the Hold Steady. And yes. I came to the Lifter Puller Lifter Puller party kind of late. Um, in fact, I got to see their final gig ever at the Bryant Lake Bowl thanks to my friend Mary Lucia. And I was like, "That was awesome! Where are you guys playing next?" Like, "Oh no, we're breaking up. We're uh, forming a new band and going to New York." I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> That's right. not cool!" Right? I went but, to high school with their drummer. Did you really? Yeah, Dan Monick. Okay, well, and, but they've obviously gone on to greater financial and, uh, you know, uh, uh, cultural and business success as the hold steady. So I'm happy for them, but I do miss the lifter puller days. But you talking about songwriters, Craig Finn, he does that sort of speaking song thing. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a German word for it, Spreckenshang or something. Sure. It's anyway. not Schadenfreude, I know that. No. <laughs> anyway, he, he does a great job of illustrating a scene and putting together not only just one song, but a whole album. Yeah, and and he's he's kind of uh he's kind of Springsteen esque, I think, in the in the way that he tells his stories. But I what I what I always kind of imagine in my head, if you listen to a lot of Hold Steady, there seems to be these common not only themes but common characters that kind of show up and and you know that meme where uh the guy from it's always sunny in philadelphia has the pictures and the strings and everything's connected it's you know somebody doing an investigation (laughs) i know that there are hold steady fans in their basement who have this giant wall with all of the characters and that they've (laughs) tied together how everybody connects to everybody else i know it exists Oh, no it question. Exists. It's either a Reddit thread or it's someone actually over their tool bench out in the garage yeah. or in their basement somewhere. Here's what's great about the Internet and the modern world. No matter how geeky you are on something, no matter how tuned in you are on something, there's always someone who's about five steps in front of you. Right. Right. <laughs> Ed, I hope you have a wonderful year. We'll talk to you again soon. All Thank right? you. It Thanks for having Ed me. Ed Cohen Thanks, here Ed. on the Brian Oak Show, episode 292. Sean Bernard, you have a good week. I'll you see too. you again next week. And we're going to leave you with a song you've chosen by the Hold Steady. Do you want to throw anything in about this song? It's uh, uh, kind of on the mountain goatsy side of it's not exactly a happy song <laughs> and it's not only it's also a little bit odd in its timing and it feels a little bit like a waltz but it's an unhappy waltz when there weren't any parties she'd park by the quarry walk into the woods until she came to a clearing Where townies would gather And drink until blackout Smoke six till they're sick Pack bowls and then pass out Windows wide open To let the hard rock in Theirs was a rage That didn't need much convincing The girls gave her glares But the boys were quite pleasant To be totally honest it didn't seem much different when there weren't any parties. Sometimes she'd party with townies. Out on the parkways, after the parties, it was always when they'd rev up their engines It's hard to describe So she kept it a secret The girls that she lived with They knew nothing about it The night with the fight And the butterfly night Was the first night she spent With that one guy she liked She gave him a ride To 
kid's house in Cleveland. He stayed there for two weeks. The cops finally found him. He didn't seem that different, except for the blood on his jacket. Anyone notice? 